Thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. We are on episode 45. And my with me, my co-captain, as always, Scott Larson. And Scott, let's talk about our friends of the podcast before we get into our awesome guests this evening. All right, so let's run through it quickly. Uh, first off, we have Mike Lund at Beehive Pinball. If you're looking for repro uh, play fields, so right now he's doing stars. And so check it out at Beehive Pinball. Uh, next, we have uh, Brad at Lit Frames. So if you want to uh, illuminate that awesome translite, uh, go ahead and check out Lit Frames. Uh, I have a few of them myself, and they make your frame much better uh, when you have the... Uh, you want to decorate your, your pinball room, basically. Uh, also, Flyland Designs. Uh, I have the alternative, the licensed alternative, uh, Medieval Madness, in my game, and it provides a fun alternative uh, to the excellent original. He also has he has Monster Bash, and he has uh, Attack from Mars. So go ahead and check those out. And if you want to buy a lip frame and put them in there, it's a great way of displaying that. Also, uh, This Week in Pinball, uh, all your pinball needs, please check out This Week in Pinball. And get the rundown on the latest in pinball. Uh, also, uh, last and certainly not least, uh, please check out uh, Flipping Out Pinball. If you're looking for a new machine, please contact uh, Zach and Nicole, and they will help you out. And Josh, who do we have on the podcast today? Okay, before we get into our guest, I'm gonna I'm gonna hurry and say this up front before I forget. Okay. Okay. Drew and Ian gave us a challenge on their show. If you did not watch Poor Man's Pinball Podcast on Facebook Live on Monday. Uh, you can listen to their podcast because they usually release it later. But uh, Drew, thank you for the challenge. But we're gonna pass if you if you want to <laughs> if you want to hear the stories, we'll 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 message you. But uh, we're not talking about the stories online or on our podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no so, chance we're gonna tell you the weirdest things that happen in Utah. Uh, you can just Google them. And by the way, they usually happen uh, every three years that we get national news for some sort of weird thing. Yeah, like like my town specifically. Uh, there's a gentleman that tried to pay his whole entire bill in pennies because he was mad at the hospital. And so he showed up with a wheelbarrow full of pennies. There's that. So, uh, but that's not the weird you were looking for. So we're not going to discuss that. Okay. But also my, one of my professors in college was actually, uh, he was murdered for his guns and those guys happen to be from Vernal. So, yes. you know, Oh my goodness. You got to remind me, I've got a story to tell you. <laughs> about that oh, oh wow. my goodness uh okay we don't have time for that story but i you need to remind me is so, he your third cousin on your uh on your mother's side no no but it, it, it's a little bit of a story but it is you'll find it hilarious not in all the right. context of of what happened okay okay yeah just uh weird okay all right sounds good so all right <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna introduce our awesome guest this evening uh this man his artwork has redefined what artwork should be in pinball from the last five years. He has set a standard so high, it's hard for others to accomplish. And and he's one of the most uh, reserved and nicest gentlemen we've met. We have with us Jeremy Packard, a.k.a. Zombie Yeti. Well, now, come on, guys. That uh, <laughs> That's a little bit much. Um, uh, hey, hello. We just called as we see it. <laughs> Uh, no, no, that's very kind, but uh, I don't know how uh, how how uh, honest honest it is. Uh, I thought you guys were a bunch of honest uh, gentlemen, and now you start lying. Um, <laughs> um, hey, no, no, quick, real quick. Uh, so, so uh, you, you know your little uh, your 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 little plugs there. Uh, uh, two things. One, did you know that this week in pinball that the Jeff Patterson guy? Do you know we went to the same high school? 
And his dad, his dad taught uh, uh, some classes. I, I think it was, I can't remember what. I know he also coached, uh, I think, basketball. Um, uh, but I never, I never knew, I never knew him, uh, but uh, like in, in school, like I didn't know Jeff. Um, but it was funny cause he, we talked, uh, one time, um, uh, it's been a couple of years ago and put it together as we were both talking about like our high schools and, uh, it was kind of ironic and strange, uh, to say the least. Sorry. I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> right now. The only thing I'm imagining is the coach from the Goldbergs. With those, you know, those like weird spandex shorts that all the gym teachers wore in like 1988. Oh, yeah. No, it's probably not that far off. I remember he had a mustache. That that much I remember. His his dad. His dad did. He didn't. He didn't. I I mean, maybe he did. I don't know. But his dad. Uh, Yeah. And there was there was one other plug you had that I had a story about, too. But but I forgot about it because I I got sidetracked Googling uh, strange things in Utah. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, Well, we had the stars uh, play field. We had the uh, the lit frames. We had the fly land designs. I mean, come on, flipping out pinball. We we have all. Oh sorts yeah, flipping of out, things. flipping out. I I just yeah. wanted to say thank you guys. Uh, I I think Zach and his business need uh, need a little bit more uh, radio time, uh, podcast time. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get enough. Uh, he doesn't. Get... Hi Zach, how's it going? <laughs> that man is everywhere. I don't know what he's doing to to promote himself, but he is doing great. <laughs> Hardest working man in pinball uh, for promotions, for sure. And the smiliest, too. That guy, he smiles, and he makes you smile when he smiles. I agree. Remind me to tell you a story about Zach. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bring it on. We want to hear it all. (laughs) Uh, No, actually, I do have one, ironically, but we'll save that for later. But no, it's it's a positive one. It's just one that I don't, you know. Zach doesn't want his bad name tarnished with good, good material. Well, no, no, actually, it's he just happened to be there. It, the story's not really even about him. <laughs> okay, it's because he has a third nipple, isn't it? You know about that? Is yours is yours on your inner elbow like mine is? Yeah, actually. Well, okay, so l- legitimately, what they do is they follow the same line where your actual nipples are. And uh, it's, that's, it's that's weird. True. Yeah, we, we had someone who... Uh, we had we had to remove them because she didn't know she had a third nipple until she had a baby and it started lactating. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> so it, it was functional. Well, it, what they do is they usually look like bumps, like like a mole or something, and so that's uh, that's just why it's fine. Anyway, wow. That's a so you know all the uh, fun things that you know about uh, uh, extra nipples. You can find them on. Uh, loser kid pinball podcast i'm sorry i let us down this direction i am i'm i apologize i got us off track that's totally fine <laughs> so so people are calling it year of the yeti I, I think that's quite flattering because uh your artwork's been nothing but stern's you know project this year it seems like and it's turtles is fantastic avengers is amazing how are you pulling this off is there two of you no there's not i wish there was um so here's the thing, um, and by the way, since I'm setting it up and I'm using so many words and and just sort of protracting uh, what I'm going to say next, you know that I'm lying. Um, uh, there's I've got three more games coming out this year yet. Awesome! We can't wait to see all three of them. <laughs> no, so 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 just just uh, for the record, um, I don't want to have games come out back to back ever. Like that's, that's not something I want to do. I don't want people to get tired of me. 
Um, and I also don't, uh, I don't want to, um, uh, miss out on so much sleep cause I kind of like it. It helps me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it, uh, so basically what happened was I was working on turtles, um, and about halfway into turtles into the schedule, um, I think it might've been July last year or something like that. Um, I was approached about um, uh, doing Avengers uh, because I had a good relationship with Marvel and, and you know, Deadpool uh, has, has uh, been pretty good and, and they like that. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I definitely want to do it. Can you push it back a little bit so that I can, you know, get it done? And obviously they're like, well, no, we can't do that. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, it was worth a shot, right? Um, and, uh, and so anyway, so we tried to work out like sort of a compromise on the schedule, um, which, which would have put it, um, I think in, I would have started in November or something like that. And they're like, nah, we can't do it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm, you know, I'd, I'd love to, but I understand, you know, whatever. And so I kept going on turtles. And, uh, what happened was over the holidays, I got a call, uh, from George, Gomez and he was like listen you know like um Marvel really wants you to do this you know you're winding down on turtles um I was set to be done by January on turtles and and um and he's like you know they they won't they they said no to everyone else that we've tried to get you know can you do it uh and I'm like okay well that's great is do, so does that mean we have a longer schedule and he's like well no <laughs> you know, we're at the we're at the halfway point. So you got you're gonna have, you know, a, a short schedule. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and and uh I'm like, well, yeah, no, I could I mean obviously I, I want to do it. Uh, you know, it's not gonna be an ideal schedule, but yeah, whatever. And so I I literally I think January first uh started and I I think the first week there i did the 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 first uh, the pro uh translate sketch sort of trying to come up with an idea on how to approach this and sort of what direction i was going to go stylistically and everything i knew i wanted to keep it close to deadpool but between you and me i was you know still in turtle mode mm-hmm. um so i i do i do see that i shouldn't say that out loud because now people start looking but i i see that i like i'm a it's a little softer look than deadpool um, and I think that's sort of from coming off of turtles and I was still sort of in that, whatever, it doesn't matter. Bottom line is, uh, I, I, the first sketch, uh, went to Marvel, um, within that, I think the first week, whatever. And they're like, yes, uh, that's great. Do it. And so then I went straight to inks and, and color the next week. And, um, it just sort of was like a snowball roll from there. It's like, I was just constantly just boom, boom, boom. Um, I didn't, I didn't have any changes throughout the the process. They were, you know, they loved everything, which is great. Um, uh, I, I, between you and me, I wish I would have had a little more time uh, to, to flesh some things out. Um, You know, in particular, that's why we only have, you know, two different backlash designs, translate designs. And and, uh, that's why there are a few similarities uh, in two of the cabinet packages, Um, uh, but, uh, I'm sorry, I was clearing my throat there, right? Uh, but, uh, (laughs) but, but, you know, I mean, I did the best I could with the time and, and, um, I'm proud of it. Uh, you know, obviously I, I think, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Keith and, and the team's, uh, game is incredible. So being able to be a part of it, uh, was, you know, just 
you know, it's I, I get lucky. Um, you know, I try to I try to pick projects I'm excited for, but I, I think I get lucky uh, in regards to um, the projects I, I, I do get on. So, um, yeah, but you asked me about time. It was yeah, it was short. It, I didn't have a lot of time. I think I, I had I was done in I started January one, finished uh, June, maybe towards the end of June, something like that. And during that time, actually, I had um, uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, um, uh, who is is also an illustrator. Um, and uh, by the way, I uh, had her when I was 10 years old. I'm very young. Um, uh, and uh, don't ask. No, no, I'm not that young. Uh, <laughs> I just I just turned for the record. I just turned 44. Um, so everyone out there uh, who thinks that I'm young and hip, I'm not. Um, uh, and so. I actually had her uh, ink and color um, uh, the, uh, the the TMNT topper that I swear we're going to see one of these days um, during that process. But uh, but yeah, I didn't get to I didn't get to have her help me on Avengers, though, unfortunately, because it was just sort of one thing after the other. I didn't really have time to take a break. Well, I think it, it it's a testament to what you do, though, because we've talked to multiple people about Avengers already. And everyone's saying it's the best artwork you've done so far. And I'm biased. That, I'm a, that I'm hurts a, me, but go on. <laughs> it, but I'm biased because I'm I, I I love Ninja Turtles. And, yeah. and the artwork was fantastic on this. Like I was listening to Insider and you said that you had to like rethink how you did artwork for Turtles because the 87 artwork is so different from what's done nowadays. Can you can you explain a little bit of that process to us so people can maybe understand what you did differently with Turtles than the rest of your projects you've done for me um i know that i have sort of uh some proclivities some things that i will tend to do um uh that that you know i guess it makes it things uh look like i did them but at the same time there's certain things that um i try to accommodate for the license like i want i want to actually serve the project and the license um, because that's sort of how I was always, you know, trained was to, you know, you, you, you kind of, you interject yourself only when necessary. And I guess, uh, over time that just sort of comes out, but, but my point is what happened on, on turtles is when I was trying to sort of get my angle on it and dissect it all, what I found was that, um, one of the most identifiable, uh, characteristics or traits of that era of the turtles, which I grew up on and I love, by the way, um, was uh, uh, the fact that they were um, almost primarily curvilinear forms. There were no real hard edges. There weren't angles. Um, and one of the things that's come since is every version of the turtles becomes more angular to the point where the current version is almost comically so uh, in many ways. Um, it's beautiful, um, but at the same time, it just, you know, to 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 take the essence of what the 87 Turtles was, that was one of the most identifiable things. And for me, I do use a lot of of angles. I, I try to use a lot of of, you know, curves and angles to sort of um, contrast. But in this case, I had to kind of, I guess, soften my hand a bit. Um, and and that was kind of difficult believe it or not mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of challenging um and so when you say that you know people are saying avengers is is you know the best work uh you know i'm, I'm sort of joking there but at the same time what probably 
people are seeing is maybe a, a little bit of comfort having worked for over a year straight uh, back to back on those two projects um, that I, I kind of, I guess, was uh, the wheels were quite greased by the time I got there because I had been working, you know, on, on turtles. And, and I actually I put a lot of a lot of extra time into um, turtles early on before it even kicked into high gear um, just so that I could kind of find my way um, and, and probably to to uh, to, to the detriment of it, actually. No, I'm just kidding. But. Okay, so uh, I want to know, I actually grew up, uh, I am just uh, slightly older than you uh, at two years, and I grew up on the iconic uh, images of Iron Maiden, and I was actually a big fan of the band in the 80s. And in your mind, you have that Derek Riggs type. Uh, now, Derek Riggs, he really wasn't a trained artist, but he had uh, an image that really worked with the band. So my question was, how did you actually take that and to reimagine it while keeping it true to the original art style? Because it's always hard as an artist when you are trying to, I guess, pay homage to a to a certain style without just being a cut and paste. Oh, that's an easy answer. I'm joking. Uh, that's yeah. a lot. Um, no, I. Uh, <laughs> well, so first off, um it involves a lot of of um, making myself miserable, second guessing every decision I make. Uh, that's that's really the secret to all of my success. Is I am very neurotic, and I have a I have a tremendously difficult time liking anything I do until I've gotten very far away from it. Um, Iron Maiden's a great example of that. Uh, I knew everyone wanted Derek Riggs on there. I wanted Derek Riggs on there. But I'm not Derek Riggs. I don't do things like Derek Riggs. Um, and I knew that I couldn't uh, imitate him. I, I really couldn't. So I tried to uh, distill as much of, of that inspiration as I could. Obviously, whenever it was called upon to, to actually reference, uh, directly, uh, something he had done. Um, it made my life a little bit easier, but I still stressed and, and, you know, would, would fret over, uh, you know, if I was even coming close to approaching it correctly. Um, and so what sort of happened was, uh, I just kept moving, um, and obsessing, uh, as I went, um, and, uh, if they approved it, I thought, okay, maybe I'm not failing. How's that? Is that a yeah. terrible answer? No, that's awesome. Um, I tried, I try really hard. That's it. I mean, I don't know if I, if I succeed often enough, um, but I try really hard and, uh, and I hope I, you know, the key is working with, uh, Keith is Keith is a very low key, quiet guy, right? And, and, uh, so he doesn't give me a lot of feedback. And so I assume he hates everything until it's done and, and it's in production. <laughs> I'm joking. Of course, Keith, uh, I'm not joking entirely. It's sort of true. <laughs> now, well, uh, I, I do love the pro backlash and that, that had to have been amazingly difficult that you were able to get so many versions of Eddie and uh, just be able to get them all together. You know what the hardest part of that was actually was deciding where to take it in color. 
because actually getting them composed into a space isn't as difficult, but actually being able to take in color um, and, and push and pull those spaces uh, is, is a little bit more difficult, um, at least to do it, I guess, in a dynamic way. And that's, that's, so I sort of, uh, between, between, just between us, no one's listening, right? No one's um, never. I, <laughs> I, I sort of exist in three spaces at any given time. Either I'm in concept phase where I'm sketching. Um, I'm in, uh, ink phase where I'm sort of, you know, kind of solidifying forms, uh, or I'm in color phase. And, and I, I do all of those sort of, um, in order. Uh, and when I say that I'm not talking per piece, I'm talking about the entire project. I'll do every pencil, every sketch, uh, up front, get it approved. I'll then move to ink. Uh, and then I'll then move to color at the, at the end, obviously. Um, so, so there's a little bit of, a um, the stress, it, it, it comes back in every phase. <laughs> so coming up with ideas, uh, and I'm in that phase now on a project, um, you know, coming up with ideas in the sketch phase is just, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm paralyzed by fear coming up with good ideas, uh, makes me want to vomit. Um, uh, coming up with great ideas, I don't think it's it's possible, but I'm hoping to fake it, and then people will go, ah, yes, that's good. Let's move with that. Um, and, but then I'm going to revisit all that all that fear again once I get to the next phase and the phase after. So again, I make myself miserable um, until the end, and then hopefully people don't hate it. Iron Maiden, I said throughout, was going to be the last pinball machine I ever worked on. I said people are going to hate this. They're going to say, this is not Derek Riggs. And that was going to be it. And I remember telling Greg that almost every day uh, and, and Keith, every time I saw him, I'm like, yeah, this is it for me. <laughs> so, so thankfully, no, I, thanks to everyone who uh, uh, bought, played and uh, supports that project because I'm still here. Uh, no. So I, I love the premium because that is kind of the Zenith of their popularity uh, with that. But I, I would also like to have the, uh, you know, the pro translate to go in and out just because I think it was such a good job. Um, now the question, another question too, is it seems like you have uh, in the nineties, uh, late eighties, early nineties, there was a big uh, resurgence of comic book artists and there were some really well-known ones. You know, there's uh, Jim Lee, Wilts Potassio, uh, Rob Liefeld who did uh, Deadpool. Uh, there were all these, and Todd McFarland, there are all these known artists. Were you a big comic book fan back in the day? And did you ever think about doing comics yourself? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was a huge uh, comic book guy. Like I, I grew up like like my dad had uh, Fantastic Four and Avengers comics uh, from like the 60s and stuff. And and uh, I remember my grandparents, they were always at my grandparents house. So every time I go, I, you know, I'd, I'd read those and and uh, and then I started actually uh, using my allowance, uh, which I started earning when I was old enough uh, to apparently be useful. Um, and uh, and every week uh, I would go and, and pick up comics. And I started with like uh, they were doing uh, classic Spider-Man, classic X-Men, uh, you know, stuff. Um, and then I started getting into the new books. And this was probably I mean, I'm, yeah, I was in elementary school at that point. By the time I was in like uh, what, maybe eighth grade, seventh grade, something like that. I think it was about the time Todd McFarlane started 
uh, his run on uh, Amazing Spider-Man. And that was sort of revelatory to me because of the fact that, you know, I had been, you know, reading, uh, I should also say at the same time, I was a DC guy as well. I, I read um, uh, Batman and, and uh, you know, um, all of the the sort of classical tones and style of, of, uh, of drawing and ink work was sort of thrown out the window when Todd McFarlane came in. And so that was sort of a, a huge thing. You know, he was a little more cartoony, but the one thing he did that obviously I've always appreciated was he was very good um, at uh, solid uh, dimensional forms in space. Like, like he, he could draw things, whether or not, you know, they, you, you could, you can make some arguments. And now looking back on it, um, it's not nearly as clean as what I remember, but, uh, but it was, um, it, he just, yeah, he, he blew me away. He was one of the first ones, uh, to make a mark, um, you know, in a big way, uh, followed by, uh, Norm Brayfogle, um, who is not as well known. And actually he, he passed away. Oh boy. It's probably within the last 10 years now. Um, but he had, he had been doing detective comics, uh, during, you know, probably, I don't know, I was maybe again, eighth grade freshman year or something like that. Um, and his, again, very similar, uh, styles, um, tones that he would hit, um, like McFarlane, but, but, uh, but different. Um, and actually I would say I probably have more influence from Brayfogle's short run than anything else. Um, and I, and I just kind of discovered that recently as I was looking through some, some stuff, uh, of his, um, I didn't really know he had that big of an influence on me, but, um, but yes, obviously and and, you know, uh, Jim Lee, uh, Liefeld, obviously I was around the, the early days of, of Deadpool, stuff like that. Um, I fell off for a little while about the time that I got my license and uh, could actually uh, uh, go on dates. Um, I also stopped playing video games there for a while about the same time um, uh, <laughs> until I learned to juggle. And then then it all came back shortly thereafter. But um, but yeah, no, I, I, I was very influenced by comics uh, and, and still am. I mean, there's a there's a lot of amazing guys out there um, that make me feel very untalented. Well, I want to issue just a quick apology, not only to you, but to Keith. Um, on our episode two episodes or three episodes, we had Martin and Jeff or Martin Robbins and Jeff Teolis to file around on. And, and one of my criticisms were um, I didn't fully understand where the artwork was coming from, because the Infinity War that we know from 1993, Thanos is the one collecting the gems. And I said, there's no Adam Warlock or Silver Surfer on here. And, and Joe Lemire actually messaged me from pinball players podcast and he sent me a picture of the lower play field and right there above all the avengers smack tab in the middle is adam warlock's head <laughs> yes but not the not the version from so so see so that's a weird thing too and this you can blame me for this um but talking with marvel um one of the things they said was listen you can you can pull from any era as long as they're all from the same era, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I kind of broke that a little bit, and I probably shouldn't even say this now, but I kind of broke that a little bit. And, and the biggest throwback where I broke that, because I kind of tried to stay with the more modern interpretations, but sort of with a, a, a more, I guess, a, a little bit 
throwback style to it. But um, but Thanos, actually, I, I tried to stay as close as I could to the, the Starlin era stuff, um, you know, but but whatever. I mean, uh, I, I don't I yeah, I don't know. As long as people don't hate it, that's all. That... Dude, everyone loves this. I like, tried I have, really hard. I have there is no complaints with any of this, at okay, least good. from what I've heard. And we hear a lot like for some odd reason, we get a lot of messages, but it's wonderful artwork i was just confused of where the storyline was coming from because i know that the 93 doesn't have the black order in it but like more of the 2012 stuff does and so i was confused of where the storyline was coming from or if it was more like jurassic park where it's kind of like the the own adventure kind of thing well i think i think that's sort of the way it went was because it was keep in mind because this you know i came in so late and 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 it had been kind of delayed because of the lack of of having an artist on that that you know they were building the game they were coming up with all this stuff but but some of the the you know more solidified story notes were were still not there when I came in like they were but they weren't like they were still trying to figure out some things and and maybe I'm wrong by the way Keith Keith can correct me on this one but but so. I sort of uh, was putting things together in the space that I could based on what I knew uh, and what I didn't know. And, and it all sort of, you know, so, so for instance, Adam Warlock, um, you know, I, d- does he have a big role in, in the game itself? Um, I, you know, I'm, I guess I, I should say by comparison to the original uh, comic run that, you know, was sort of, I was pulling from um, it's not quite the same. So, so I would say it's probably more of an original take based off of lots of different pieces and era. I just wanted to pay tribute every place that I could. I mean, and by the way, if I could have drawn the silver surfer, if, if we could have used him, I, I better believe I would have done that. Um, but I don't think he was, he was uh, in our wheelhouse for this one. Gotcha. Were there Same. limitations? Because I noticed there's no X Men or yeah X Men on yes. this either. Okay. Yeah. Well, so so the way it works is, and, and again, I'm not the licensing guy. I don't know this stuff, but but I can tell you this much: I do know after working on Deadpool and working on this, there are distinctions. There's lines drawn in the sand. Like the X Men are a different license, right? Yes. Um, Spider Man is his own license. So like, there's some areas that don't cross over. I guess is maybe the way to look at it. Um, okay. But uh, anyway, I, I, again, I could be wrong on that too, but that's based on looking at style guides and things like that. I'm pretty sure I'm not. Well, you're right. Actually, in the late 90s, uh, Marvel was really hurting for money. And so they sold off all these uh, movie licenses and other things that yeah. going on to it. And that's the reason why Fantastic Four went one way, X-Men went one way, Spider-Man went one way. And really the reason why we have the whole Avengers series in the movies is because they sold off all their their A-list superheroes. And so really the Avengers was kind of a B-list. It was like the and also list. And so they were able to create this great storyline using uh, Iron Man, which was really the, you know, it's Marvel's equivalent of Batman, really. Um, Well, I I agree with you, by the way, uh, wholeheartedly, uh, because between you and me, and keep in mind, I'm somebody who loved comics, Iron Man was the least interesting character uh, in the comics um, uh, when I was reading. Yeah. I did not 
enjoy him. I, I, what what uh, Robert Downey Jr. and the writers did with that role to make him like the coolest guy in the room. Um, you know, you got those guys deserve all the money they get. <laughs> he was not he was not a favorite of mine. And now now he absolutely is. Well, it's funny, too, is Happy, so you know Happy from the movies. Yeah. Uh, he directed the very first Iron Man, and he yep. fought and fought and fought to get Robert Downey Jr. in that role because he said, this is your Iron Man. This is the man. And it's funny that he fought so hard to get him, and he finally got him, and, and look where they are now. I mean, if it, I guarantee if it wasn't for Robert Downey Jr., they would not be where they are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because look at how incredible Hulk did now, even six months later. So. Agreed. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. Um, I it, it, so, all the casting is fantastic except for that Hawkeye guy. That's right. I'm calling you out. I'm Jeremy calling Rainer. you out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm joking. Uh, but let's be honest. No, I'm joking. He's he's great. He's great. He's an avid listener to the podcast, so you might get I know. some heat after That's this. Like, yeah, I know, I know, and and we're good friends. Uh, you know, being Jeremy's. Um, and so uh, um, I give I just rib him a little bit. Yeah. Do you know he bit he bit his kid? Anyway, um, I don't know. I, I read things online. You know, if it's on the internet, it's true, right? Look that look up Jeremy Renner bit his kid. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think I read that somewhere. I'll, I'll have to check that out. That is hilarious. Oh my goodness. Ah, sorry. I know a lot of things that are not important to life, but go on. I I know exactly where you're coming from. I'm the exact same way. <laughs> Well, I, I want to talk about one thing, and, and this is when I knew you were legit, and and I, I'm not a huge – okay, let me put it this way. I enjoy Primus music. I'm not an in-depth fan, but I know some of their history, and so when I saw the Primus play field and everything that went into that, I mean that is passion on a on artwork. You can fake it till the cows come home with artwork. You can draw just whatever the, the person wants you to draw. But there's a difference between that and oozing passion. I think that's what people appreciate about each project you do. It oozes passion. Like with Turtles, I can tell that you're a fan of Turtles because of the stuff that is in there. And it's just, I think that's where the appreciation comes from your artwork. Is that is that one of the other reasons you try to pick projects that you are more familiar with than others? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, and I appreciate that, by the way. And, and I'm glad that it shows. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I won't do a project. I've t- Listen, I've turned down a lot of uh, projects. As a matter of fact, I'll, so I don't know if I've said this one before out loud, but I, was, I, t- I turned down doing the Star Wars comic uh, version. Um, and it's not because I don't love Star Wars, but it's because I knew I couldn't add anything to it. Um, it also intimidated me greatly. Um, but, but I go, you know, I don't know that I can do anything in that space. Those people have to look exactly like they look and there's not anything that can really deviate. Um, and maybe I'm a chicken, but whatever. Um, but, but, but my point is, you know, I look at a project when I, you know, when it comes to me and I go, okay, is there, is there a challenge here? Um, is it something that I I love and and can completely understand and try to I guess boil down into uh, some sort of you know pure form and and figure out what to go whatever the hell yeah I I I will not work on anything unless I think I can bring something to it and so that does mean that yeah I I 
I look for things that excite me and, and challenge me because at the end of the day, uh, whatever the last thing was that I did um, is pretty much going to determine if I get to do another thing. So I kind of look at every project like it's the last project I'm doing. Um, now, that's mentally not healthy. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit draining even. Um, but for whatever reason, um, it keeps me honest and keeps me, uh, you know, trying. Um, I don't ever want to phone anything in. And so, like, you know, you bring up Primus. And, um, you know, we talk about uh, a short schedule. I had, uh, I think, five weeks, uh, maybe maybe six total, but um, with sketching. But uh, to do that entire uh, cabinets, back glass, and, uh, um, you know, play field. And, and, you know, and this goes with Avengers 2, not in that time frame. I, I always say, okay, I can make concessions on the cabinets, um, I really can't make too many concessions on the back glass because that's the thing that's going to draw someone over from the other side of the room. But I absolutely refuse and will not make concessions on the play field. Um, that's the place that people are going to be staring at, uh, hopefully for years and years. And so that's the place where you got to put focus. And by the way, I shouldn't take credit for that. Um, uh, I, 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 I got to give that credit to, to Greg Ferreris. Um, for instilling that in me uh, from from the the early early days uh, Ghostbusters, um, you know. So so yeah, uh, I, I, it's it's something that it, it's never easy. No project is easy, um, but if you are excited about it, um, it mitigates that unease. If that means anything, you're telling me pinball's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 Sorry. Oh. and we'll, yeah. we'll move on <laughs> okay. I, I, I will say though that um, I bought the limited edition because it had everything that you did including the mirror back glass I wanted the uh, the inside art blades that were done by you uh, and so yeah. that really helped out and also the same thing with turtles um, I, I, I did like the limited edition art blades in there but because you know that goes to limited edition, I got a premium. I I got the you know the premium ones, which I think are perfect because they do blend with the theme perfectly. And so art really does elevate my uh, what I'm buying to an extra level. And so I I, I I appreciate what you're doing because it does show. Well, listen, that was that was my um, and I won't get into the past past. But that was that was my um, goal early on was I go, how much do these things cost? Uh, and I go, geez, man, if I was paying that much money for something, it better look like it. Um, and and so, you know, as as an artist, because keep in mind, when I first started um, legitimately doing pinball work or maybe illegitimately, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, I joke, but um, uh, <laughs> it's a joke. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it was like 2011 and, and I literally had just been doing illustration for a year at that point. I had not done anything for like 10 years. I hadn't picked up a pencil. I, I had been working in the, uh, the realm of, of design um, and, and creating uh, web-based products, um, you know, things like that. And so I sort of had this new uh, ignorance 
uh, in, in, I guess, how to uh, value my work and how to value my time. Um, and so when I was approached uh, way back when uh, by he who shall not be named, um, I, I'm joking. Uh, uh, by the way, hi, John. Um, uh, I, uh, I, uh, uh, I, I put everything into it. Like, I, I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I want this to succeed. I want this, you know, this is perhaps my opportunity. Um, and so I, I, you know, I, I made my life, uh, terrible. Um, and I continue to do it to this day, uh, with a smile, uh, and only occasionally, um, a tired, weepy frown. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's a joke. Um, I'm always happy. Sure. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And again, I have no idea. I don't even know what the question was anymore. No, I'm sorry. No, Okay. So if you had your ideal, um, you know, in zombie Yeti land, when you're like, you know what, this would be my ideal timeline from start to finish. Uh, what I would have for a project, especially well, a pinball machine, what would you say is your comfort level? Okay, so I am going to be absolutely honest here. I don't think I should ever dictate that. And I'll tell you why. Uh, twofold. One, part of what makes the project what it is in the end is a little bit of the chaos. And uh, a little bit of of that unknown uh, throughout um, keeps you on your toes. And so for me, as much as I could say, you know, so so I'll give you an example. So I figured I, I actually I figured this out uh, the other the other day and and I'm not going to I won't give exact numbers, but roughly, roughly, um, you know, per piece, uh, you know, I think um, in my you know what? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it because I, I don't want to I don't want to give too much of it. But um, in a perfect world, I would have weekends off. How's that? Um, but I don't because I want to take that time when I know everyone else is off to refine and refine. So um, eh, the schedule's fine. I'm the problem. <laughs> well, it's hard to walk away when it's it's the same thing as taking a class in college. If you take if you take one class, you're going to spend a certain amount of time in a week on that one class. Or if you take yes. five classes, you're going to spend the same amount of time, but you're going to diversify it just because however you personally are wired, that's the amount of effort you're going to put into it. So if you have three projects going simultaneously, you're going to spend the same amount of time just divided between the projects. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because I went to first off, what's interesting is I was a very lazy kid. Uh, super lazy. I was encouraged to be lazy. Um, my dad uh, started working a full time. He was a, a family of six. So he, he started working a full time job. Um, literally while he was in high school, he would work till midnight, one o'clock on on school nights. Right. Um, and that's because there were so many kids. If he wanted anything, he had to make his own money anyway. So he always told me, he's like, listen, enjoy being a kid as long as you want. He's like, don't, don't push it. And so he would actually, uh, you know, give me, um, in, in the summers, uh, he would give me, uh, an allowance to be able to go do things with friends and stuff like that. And, and so he, he basically trained me to be lazy, but I also watched him and how he worked and he's a very hard worker. Um, and so I got work ethic, 
I just didn't have anything to apply it to. And so then I get to college and I, I went to the Columbus College of Art and Design, which is um, in Columbus, Ohio. Can you believe that? It's so Ooh. cool that those names line up. Um, it's it's not too far from Ohio State. They named the city uh, which after is, the college, right? Yeah, they did. They did <laughs> after the fact. Um, and and it was known at that time that I went um, as being uh, this the second uh, most rigorous curriculum uh, to Princeton. Now, that's what they said. I'm like, how would they possibly even put you? Like, no one's going to, whatever. Um, that was part of their marketing. And I'm like, who would want to go here then? But whatever. I went anyway. They gave me a lot of money. I went. And uh, so uh, they actually had it structured where to be a um, full-time student, you had to have at least 18 credit hours. And and there, uh, that was a lot of classes. I mean, I, I literally was in class uh, at least eight hours a day. And every class expected you to be only paying attention to their class and putting all of your time for, for whatever the next days, weeks, whatever into that class. Right. And so if it was a, you know, a, a painting class or, or a, a sculpture class, whatever, they expected you to always be only working on their work, even though they know that's not possible. Right. And so that trained me. Um, I, and, and really made me uh, uh, ready for pinball in, in the fact that, you have to figure out how to maximize your time in every uh, possible, um, um, you know, uh, whether whether it be, uh, I guess, anatomy, whether it be, you know, structural drawing, perspective, things like that. Like you, you sort of had to um, figure out how to do the impossible um, and and not go crazy. And so, <laughs> and so, uh, um, you know, I managed to graduate, by the way, which I. I every year I was like, I'm done. This is it. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. This is driving me crazy. Um, uh, and, and I think that helped tremendously. As a matter of fact, there's actually, um, an artist who is, I think working on a project right now and, and Greg Ferreras had run him by me. And, and, uh, I was looking through his credentials and it said he graduated from, uh, you know, Columbus college of art and design. And I said, I think he can do it. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm positive this guy can at least get the work done. Uh, and his portfolio was great too. So, uh, so maybe someday when you see that, um, uh, I, I, I can, I can go, Hey, look, it's, Hey, he was also from CCAD, but, uh, but whatever. I mean, it, it, uh, I, 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 at the time I cursed it. Now I understand, um, you know, they were basically telling you like, if you really want to do this job, if you want to be an artist and actually work and make money, uh, you don't get to rest. And it, and it's true. I mean, I, I, it's probably true of many jobs, by the way, but it's the only one I know right now. Yeah, I, I wasn't that uh, that motivated of a kid either. Um, and there's a lot of jobs where I think, well, I did a really crappy job. But yeah, at some point in your career, you have to decide, I'm going to put the, my effort into this to make it uh, worth it. But yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's uh, um, There really aren't 40-hour a week jobs for a lot of people, because if you're doing your own stuff and there's never end like the clock doesn't end. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and there, there comes a point in time where you go, okay, I've got to be an adult now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that people have pointed out, and I don't know if you can speak to this or not. Why is there so much yellow? Well, first off, it's, well, first off, it's not just yellow. Okay. Um, 
if at least if you're talking about uh the tr- the, the the trim on avengers yes Yes. Um, uh, it's actually, it's a spark. There's a sparkle in there that this does not pick up on, on, uh, um, it's because Thanos, so Thanos in the, especially back in the Starlin, uh, original, uh, sort of infinity, uh, um, storyline, uh, it basically, and this was kind of a joke all throughout to me. Um, I laughed at it and kept making it and no one responded. No, I'm joking. I think they, I think a few people laugh, but, but he essentially, he always looked like he was wearing a big dish glove to me. Um, I embraced that personally. Uh, I like that. He didn't, he wasn't wearing gold back then. Now he might've been, but you got to keep in mind the way they colored things back then. They didn't have digital color and they, they, it was more uh, that the offset was more, it was closer to a, 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 a palette for say a silk screen poster where like maybe they're going to have, you know, like maybe five different colors and they can make some blends and, and, you know, value uh, from, from sort of bringing uh, opacity into it a bit, but, but um, you know, they really didn't have it. So yellow, they, they never had gold. It was always yellow. And, and, so that was you can blame me for that. I thought it was absolutely stunning and striking. And I just came off Turtles and I go, I don't want anything to look like any game I've done before. Like every every time I do a game, I want to make sure they can sit by each other and people don't see them blend together. I want to see them, you know, and by the way, that's selfish because I know that I'm going to have my games. Um, <laughs> but uh, so so that's yeah, that's my fault. Blame me. We'll blame you hundred percent. Dude, it looks good though. Like, like Scott convinced me because at first I think all of us were like, "What's with the yellow?" But Dude, like, the gold is awesome. What's wrong with you? It's like sparkly. <laughs> it's amazing. It's yeah, like when you get close to it, yeah, it's 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 what it's much better than what. And and I think this is true of all uh, Stern machines, but especially uh, selfishly my machines. They look completely different uh, in the real world space than in photographs. Like it's very hard. Um, even just dimensionally, like you never see a pinball machine uh, sort of at this you know, orthographic three quarter view or what. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. it's just a different experience. So and, and I try to build things and approach it knowing how they're actually going to be seen. Like I, I don't I don't make arbitrary choices. Put it that way. Um, but 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 I'm also not saying I make all the right choices either. I, like I said, I question everything I do. And if somebody hasn't told me to change something, well, by God, it's going to be there. Well, I, I know with Iron Maiden came out that a lot of people were wondering about the, uh, I guess, the the green and red combination. And the funny thing is everybody who owned the game or saw it up close, they said it's absolutely the right combination. It just doesn't get picked up very well in the pictures. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, what's funny about that, too, is is I, I've heard and I don't know the validity of this, but I've actually heard that our, our some of the um, some of the colors for trim uh, have have been diminished based on the type of materials that have been being used. And I don't know the whole story there, but I believe there was like maybe it's like the equivalent of, you know, like cadmiums, maybe like there's there's metals and I don't know, whatever. But but there's like wherever it is. I know that we had limitations on Avengers where there were certain colors that were knocked out of the running. We couldn't have them. And maybe it had to do with COVID. I don't know, Um, uh, because I really wanted a COVID green. Anyway, um, that's a terrible joke. 
uh, people who died. <laughs> I, I feel I feel instantly regrettable for saying that. Um, uh, but but so so that limited things a bit. Um, and so it, you know whatever. Uh, I'm not making an excuse. I'm just saying that you know that does exist. That's reality. <laughs> well, and I think it gives a perspective because I think us as enthusiasts in the hobby we demand maybe too much of everyone because we we get this idea drummed up in our head and then when the final product comes out and we look at it we go that's not what i had pictured a lot of people then attack whatever the project is because it's not what they the the perception that they brought up and i think you didn't get as much of that with this because no one knew avengers was coming until like two weeks before when someone's like by the way, the next pinball machine is a Marvel machine. And so we even we speculated, well, we're like, well, it's got to be Black Panther because that only makes sense. It's Black Panther or Captain Marvel. Then when they announced Avengers, I don't think anyone was thinking Avengers. And so uh, there was no expectation. And so it, it, it's been blown out of the water because the, the least the reception to this has been because this game looks phenomenal between Keith Elwin's design and, and your artwork and just everything it's it's like a perfect storm i i don't know what stern's paying you guys they need to pay you guys more and i i you can take that to the bank for me you know you can go go ask for a raise and say hey by the way loser kids say that because these machines are are pushing the standard of what pinball should be um could i have a copy of this when we're not there's a few people no i'm joking uh no i listen yeah Uh, do you want to be my manager? No, um, I, I, uh, uh, I really appreciate that. Um, um, I, I think what you're trying to say is had people had expectations, I would have failed miserably. And, and I agree with you. No, um, no, I'm joking. But, but um, yeah, I, I, I was shocked that, that this was not being, um, you know, even uh, tangentially talked about. Uh, Jason Roofer, I'm looking at you. Um, you know, there's, no, he seems to always like to say like, you know, the next five things or something. Uh, he's one of those guys. And, and, uh, and I, and, and I was shocked and I, and I kept, uh, sort of joking, uh, with Keith. Uh, I'm like, Keith, uh, w- when are you gonna uh, let people know? Um, uh, cause I just assume that somebody within, you know, the, the walls there has to be giving information out when I see some of these leaks. Um, and I kept holding out. I'm like, God, I hope that I hope this does not leak. I hope it does not leak. Um, and then when I saw people talking about a Marvel title, I was so glad that nobody was even thinking Avengers. I was like, oh, thank you, um, because I knew that would uh, that would sort of cushion the blow when people saw it. Um, and and you're right. Uh, some people would, uh, because of a lack of expectation, um, would accept what I had done. Well, it's it's a hard franchise. It really is. I mean, look at they've built up this universe that's made billions of dollars over the last decade. And so I I don't know if you felt it with Deadpool at all, because everyone was always talking, well, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds. And even to this day, it's still, well, you know, but Ryan Reynolds. And I I don't get it because that is such a beautiful game. It's just you look at that game and it's oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Well, I love I yeah I, obviously I love that game. I, I I'm very proud of it. I think uh, uh, Tanyo uh, did an amazing job on on the the code and and um, you know it was a rough ride on that one. Uh, we won't go into details. Uh, but uh, um, you remember there was another designer on it at one point. See what what am I doing? Oh, <laughs> terrible. Wow. Yeah. Um, we, we don't uh, know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, good, yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> 
by the way, that brings me to my joke that I've used way too much. I'll, I shouldn't even say it, but you know, I had had such a bad time working with designers named John um, that when when John Borg uh, wanted to work on Turtles, I I was afraid we were going to find out something horrible that he had done in his life. <laughs> um, I kept telling, I'm, I kept going to him, John, just confess to me now. We can get ahead of this. Anyway, um, I'm joking. But uh, that's a terrible joke, by the way. I will not. <laughs> that's that's awesome. awesome. No more pinball machines for me. Um, uh, I apologize. But uh, no, I, yeah, I, I, I think uh, at the end of the day, um, uh, I, I Deadpool ended up being such a better game. Uh, George Gomez, uh, like he toiled and he worked night and day. Uh, to put that together, to get that, get, to get a new design put together, and it was so much better than what we would have had. Just trust me on that one. Um, and I, I'm very proud of that one. Uh, I, I, to this day, it's uh, it's probably my my favorite um, uh, playing game. And a lot of that has to do with the rules. Uh, yeah, just in general, it's it's my kind of game. It's easy to jump into. Um, for me, I can, I can go, uh, I can go to the end and, and, uh, enjoy myself. Uh, and I, it doesn't get old. It's like, it's, you know, it's like back in the old days, uh, playing arcade games, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, you, you would play a game that literally only lasted maybe a half an hour. And then <laughs> that was it nowadays. These games, they're too long. I can't play a 30 hour game. I don't have time for that. Um, <laughs> no, no, I forget no. where I was when I go, I step away and I come back, I'm, I'm getting old. No, um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I don't even know what your question was because that's how my brain works. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Well, and I want to say one more thing too. I want to congratulate you too, because for so many years, everyone was saying that Zombie Yeti was the leak from Stern because you got on Deadpool and that leaked. And then what was the other one? I know Turtles leaked early too. And they're like, well, the only connection here is Yeti. And you went on a podcast. And you're like, I swear guys, it's not me. And, and now Avengers, it didn't re- it didn't release yeah. till two weeks before. Zero, so yeah. obviously you're not the leak. So Stern, stop, stop. <laughs> Listen, I, that angers me more than anything because I don't oh, know really. If you know this, but well, yeah, because my my work uh, in the licensing world exists outside of Stern too. I, I have no uh, no reason. I have no no bonus uh, to get out of leaking. Like if you remember, like Ghostbusters uh, leaked, right? That was the first one. Yeah, that, that leaked yes. really early. Yeah, right, right. And you know what they leaked? They leaked uh, unfinished artwork, bad pictures of it. you can have <laughs> bad pictures of it. And and uh, what do I have to gain from that? Like nothing. Like I I and I was confronted about it too, and they're like they're like oh, I don't even know. I think it was. Listen, I, we know, we actually do know who it was now. Um, and I'm not going to go into details, but, uh, it's very possible that the, that, that it, the same source may have been on others too. I don't know. Um, but the bottom line is I can swear to you that I have no, uh, reason and, and no desire to ever leak. Like the surprise is part of the fun. And I get very yes. upset when I see, people guessing games that i'm working on. i don't like that at all um so it's fun it, uh, yeah i i had never heard that people thought it was me Other, uh, ghostbusters was a direct thing that one i was part of an investigation so to speak where they're like hey did you do this and and, and here's the funny thing about that one too is 
it was actually in production uh production template which i've never even seen i i don't even have right so it wasn't me kids uh and i can assure you i have no reason to talk about anything else i don't want to we wanted to clear your good name because you know I appreciate that. That's that's what we do, and 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 I can I can get your frustration. I mean, I think we can all relate when you go to cook something. If someone walks into the kitchen, you're halfway through baking a cake, and they look at the bowl, and it's it's still just that that pudding portion of the cake, and they're like, "What the heck's this? This is not cake." And you're like, "Well, I'm not done yet." So. Yeah, and not not just that, but when when you're when you're going an entire year on a project, for instance with you know and you're having to keep your mouth shut you're not allowed to show anything why do you want it to leak like you know even a week before or a day before like that like when turtles those crappy turtle pictures went out see how i edited myself wasn't that (laughs) Uh, those crappy turtle pictures went out like the day before you know or a couple days before i don't even remember now but um uh but that 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 made me upset i'm like oh you gotta be kidding me why why can't people just wait and be nice by the way which allows me to call out uh um canada can i do that on here am i allowed to do if that? you want to we will not because he said the, oh i'm sorry i was gonna say i was just gonna say really quick the comments or opinions of the guest do not reflect luther oh no no, no no don't 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 beat chris don't beat them up and don't beat me up either i'm just saying <laughs> The, the irony is, uh, you know, he leaked the turtle pics and he said, I'd do it for anything. You know, if I've got pictures of it for the pinball community, I will die on my sword. Or, I don't know, whatever. He made it sound like, you know, he was doing something noble and he'd do it about any game. And then, of course, oh, but, and I've got Guns N' Roses, but I'm not going to show it. That wouldn't be nice of me to show it. Anyway, I'm calling you out, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, that's fine. Actually, Chris, Chris, don't leak things, please. I mean, you can talk about them and you can tell people, you know, stuff. Just don't leak things, especially you know, if I, I'm involved. I actually enjoy I, this was the best pinball uh, reveal that I've been a part of just because I really had absolutely no clue uh, what was coming up. And so it was when Josh uh, texted me, he's like, hey, did you see the rumors of the new title? I'm like, really? No. And this was like 12 hours before. And so it was just so much fun to actually say, huh, I had absolutely no idea. And so I just get a look at it. It was great. And no, I, and I think that's the idea. That's the way that uh, Stern would prefer all of them to go. Um, You know, it's, it's uh, people who apparently, you know, and listen, I'm the worst uh, guy in this regard. My, my sister, when, uh, when we were young, I have an older sister um, uh, and uh, I love to tell her what, presents she was getting for christmas before because because i thought everyone wanted to know what they were getting and so i'd be like hey i know what mom and dad and she'd be like no shut up don't tell me so so um so what i'm saying is uh, i get it i understand why people want to say things um it makes sense uh but at the same time it's like if you wait um you know uh what is it what what uh, good things come to those who wait? i don't know whatever yes no oh, yeah Ah, no, I totally agree. It, it's <laughs> it's more fun. It's certainly more fun. So yeah, and and I think at the end of the day, um, you know, uh, now people have an expectation of how many games are going to get released, you know, in a year by Stern, right? Everyone's like, okay, about this time we'll probably get something, or about this time. Well, it's never it's never quite, you know, like okay, I know every uh, June fourth we're going to get, you know, a game or something. It's not quite like that. Um, 
but at the same time, it's, you know, wouldn't it be great if you had no idea what it was? And then it turns out to be something you like. Um, now, if it's something you hate and I worked on it, um, uh, then apparently we, we, we could never be friends. We wouldn't be compatible. Uh, so. <laughs> well, I guess we could be friends in real life because I've enjoyed every project you've done so far. I know, and, I, and I know Scott loves Iron Maiden, just gushes over that game. Hey, well, I appreciate it. I'm one of those guys who, when people came on, they're like, Iron Maiden, like, yeah, Iron Maiden. <laughs> Look, I give, I give uh, Keith all the credit on that one, though, because the, the, the rules and, and, and how he set that game up within that universe, and, and actually uh, Chuck uh, Ernst's team uh, in, in all the animation and display stuff they did, that game became way more um, than what I could even have imagined like like i had you know expectations but at the same time what what it turned into uh it, it is special i think what, what i was thinking when i saw see your art it reminds me of uh so i when i was uh you know growing up in the 80s and you go into the bookstores because back then they had bookstores and you go into the fantasy novel you know the uh where you know the conan the barbarian type stuff and i would pull it out and i would look at the at the cover because that's how you bought a book right yeah. and i would look at it and i was like holy cow did any of these guys take art classes like it was so bad <laughs> i mean seriously the, the the muscles were in the wrong place and it, it looked like it was uh, i like the fact that you started this by saying when i look at your art it reminds me and then you went <laughs> into this whole thing about well, how people uh, no no i think it's, it's fantastic i love it keep going Yes, yes, yes. No, no. What I'm saying is that and there are so many times when I look at some old pinball art from back in the day where, yes, there are some great ones, but there are some where you're like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. And then you come along and you say, yeah, this is how it's supposed to be. And this is what makes it great. It really does push it to a new level. See, see what I did? No, that's good. I, I, uh, you, you guys, uh, you guys really helped my self-esteem tonight. Thank you. Yeah, um, you no, I. No, I'm joking. No, well, no, I'm not joking, but I'm I'm joking uh, to be dismissive of it. I actually do appreciate it. But but having said that, um, I, I think there's a lot of charm to to some of that stuff. Like I, so I was a, um, I grew up, I was a, a, a Sega kid. Like I had a Sega Master System instead of a, a, a Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, that's terrible, right? Um, not but, at all. I, I had the Sega well, Genesis. Well, I went with the Genesis. Well, no, I, yeah. So I, yeah, I never I, had a Super I, Nintendo. So. Okay. Okay. There you go. Um, after that, I, I became platform agnostic. I, 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 I treat them all the same. Um, I, uh, but, but having said that, uh, Sega box art was, was terrible, uh, yes. during that era. Awful, awful stuff. Like, like classically awful stuff. I, there's a charm to that to me. And to this day, I still sort of, um, think about that even the, you know the genesis era there was some there was some pretty bad stuff too but there was good stuff as well and i try to i i, I try to um i try to care i think w what i've learned is in the gaming world um at least back then uh and i and i know this because a lot of the people who are at uh stern used to be you know working um in in uh the gaming world and I've been told, I think this is, I want to say Greg Ferris told me that Kevin O'Connor said at one point, and I could be totally wrong, so I probably shouldn't even mention names. So I apologize, Kevin and Greg, if I'm wrong. But uh, that that Kevin was uh, used to say that um, 
they were nothing more than uh, glorified carnival artists. Um, and I don't know, like in my mind, I like I go, well, so does that mean like he felt he felt like they were treated that way or or was that actually like an endearing thing? <laughs> if I, when I see or... Kevin, I got to ask him. But yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad, but but I get it. And, and he's not wrong. I don't think uh, just on the level of essentially all you're trying to do is get someone's eye to look at something. That's it. <laughs> At, the, at, the, at its core form and and um and i don't know if he meant that because i'm guessing i'm guessing their schedules were worse back then than they are now uh only because of how many games they were putting out uh back in in the heyday uh in particular but so well i was gonna say back in their day though you know uh we we talk about half naked women on pinball because that's true. what it used to be so you you guys have overstepped that now and, and you don't have to do that anymore unless if it's something like elvira which is empowering but uh, yeah, you look, yeah. I have a World Cup soccer. I know Kevin O'Connor did the artwork on this one. And it's I, I actually like it. It's a little bit cheesy. People say that the artwork's not that great. But I always joke, though, it's like we have all these soccer players and then we have a female ref in booty shorts right down the middle of the flippers. I, no, <laughs> Kevin. Kevin's fantastic. I love Kevin. Like Kevin and Greg, uh, um, obviously, uh, you know, Greg, Greg is sort of uh, I guess I'd call him my mentor uh, in, in, in the pinball space or whatever. I don't know if he'll I don't know if he'll take that one or not, but. But, um, you know, uh, I look up to those guys. I mean, you know, uh, it, the way they had to do things back in the days before we had computers with with doing optical prints and, and things like that, just to, to get to the point of of uh, line uh, is insane to me. Um, and and I have the utmost respect. And I know that they also were working, you know, back then they produced uh, way more games than they do now. Uh, technically, although we're getting close, aren't we now? Come on, too many games in a year. Anyway, says the guy who just had two back to back. Anyway, um, uh, no, there's way too many. No, um, I'm just saying because I can't afford. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, no, um, I, I, I don't, I don't take that as a bad thing. And and, and yes, uh, at the end of the day, um, there has been bad. I've never looked at it like I was going to improve anything that had been done. All I looked at was. If I was going to do this, I wanted to uh, do it my way uh, and I wanted to hopefully get to do it again. And that was that was my only goal. Um, and it's it's literally my only goal project by project. Well, I don't I don't foresee any time soon that people are going to say, you know what? We don't want any more zombie Yeti. I mean, people like I said, I, I feel like it's the standard. And I, I don't mean any down downplay to anyone else. I, I really appreciate what Franchi does, what Dirty Donnie does, uh, Kevin O'Connor. I mean, the artwork nowadays is just above and beyond, especially anything that was produced in the 2000s and, and, and you know, early 2010s. And it's just, there was a turn, and I, I swear it was with either Magic Girl or Alice in Wonderland, that turn of this is what pinball art could be and should be and ever since then it, everything has been a, a step above the best or the rest right. especially i think it opened the door basically what you're saying is this is the turning point this yep. is what once everybody saw that they said we want more of that style and that really opened the door for other artists you know like dirty donnie franchi and all them to be able to do what they do is, is that what you're saying josh Yes, that's what I'm saying. Well, so first off, somebody write a book quick so that I'll at least have a footnote in history. 
um, if that's true. Uh, secondly, that's a joke. I don't, I don't really care. But, but secondly, um, I, I have it a little different and I'm going to tell you right now, dirty Donnie, uh, when he did his, his, you know, um, work with, um, uh, actually it was, I believe Tanya was the programmer when he did that first one-off, uh, Metallica. Um, I think his, uh, his work is what put John, uh, Papaduke on a search to find someone. And that's how he found me. Um, so I, I give Donnie the credit. Uh, I think Donnie changed things. Um, it, but that just enabled me to come in and make, you know, my little mark on it uh, or whatever. I mean, uh, listen, at the end of the day, there's always somebody better at everything. Um, and especially with art. I know there's there's better artists than me. I know there's there's better people uh, out there. Now, do I think that there's a better person perfectly suited uh, for the types of schedules and the types of, of, of frenetic uh, work and, and, and stuff in pinball? Um, not right now. Uh, most, most of my artist friends that I try to be like, hey, would you be interested in pinball? And I tell them the schedule and, and sort of, you know, kind of the flow of it. They're like, nah, not a chance. <laughs> um, but, but again, you know, I was a user interface designer uh, for years, uh, and, and I think that lends itself, um, in particular when working on play fields and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, so I don't know. I, it's, it's, I just tripped and fell and stumbled down some stairs that, uh, sort of, you know, bent my spine in the right form to sit in this chair and do this. So did I tell you about that? I was in the hospital for a long time. Sorry. No, you did not. You I'm sorry. It's a no. terrible job. <laughs> Horrible joke. Uh, such a terrible analogy. The only way I could end it was with a joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's good. It, it works. It works. You know, but okay, on the flip side, though, uh, and coming a little bit back to the art, sometimes in the in the world before they could actually have games that had good art. So I'm thinking back in like in television Atari games, sometimes they only had that one shot to sell the game. And some of those images were pretty amazing. I, I still think of the, I agree. Centip the centipede art on the side cabinet, I think is is one of the coolest art things. And of course it has very little to do with the gameplay because it was just pixelated docs, uh, dots, but uh, it's it really is iconic. And so some of that art back in the day was great and other, other was just trash. I, I completely agree. Um, I, I think uh, a lot of that was because the artist was was uh, left uh, to do what they do. Um, it was up to their imagination. Like, how, how do you do that? And so, you know, some some artists need uh, a lot of direction and some artists don't. And I think a lot of those uh, folks who were, you know, uh, essentially, probably they came from the advertising world. Um, a lot of them were traditional painters or, or admin. Like, I think they excelled at that stuff. And obviously, you know, the good ones um, were usually uh, snatched up by a company. And that's why you saw, you know, specific companies have good, good box art and specific companies have bad box art, Sega. And, uh, um, and so, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. And, and, you know, it's funny because, 
uh, and this is a struggle I have all the time. And I know I, I, I forget who it was. It maybe it was uh, maybe it was that Zach. You know, we haven't talked about uh, Zach uh, uh, in a while, and and he doesn't get a lot of uh, uh, time on podcasts. So uh, Zach Meany, uh, um, I'm calling you out. No, um, <laughs> I I think I think I saw a portion, or somebody like sent me a cl- uh, like a, a clip or something of them talking about the Avengers play field. And I can't remember if it was him. Uh, who said it or not but something along the lines of uh they were surprised that um you know usually i put i cram stuff all over a play field and on the avengers uh it looked like i had some restraint right um and i was like i was like i you know i i don't know if that's an insult or not um i don't think it is but but i want to say like my goal is is not just to cram stuff all over the place uh i want to give you your money's worth don't get me wrong but but at the same time i i try to um i try to design things so so here's an example do you know uh mike mignola uh the creator of hellboy um have have you seen his artwork obviously right yes Mm -hmm. okay look at his work uh versus let's say someone like jim lee and a lot of people objectively look at that and go, oh, my goodness, Jim Lee uh, has so much more detail. Therefore, it's better. Um, I'm telling you right now, I'm calling you out, Jim Lee. Um, that's not true. Um, uh, Mike Mignola and what he does is is actually much more complicated to be able to actually simplify forms and communicate information in, in that stylized uh, manner and more of a designed manner um, is actually uh, much more difficult. And so my struggle is always finding that middle ground between the two and Avengers because of the, you know, because of the, the shortened time frame and everything else really lent itself uh, to me be, being able to do that. And the fact that I had to draw so many characters I'm like, I don't want to clutter the spaces. I need to have uh, openness um, to be able to draw people to the silhouettes of these these characters. So that was intentional. Um, you know, it, it was actually quite thoughtful. Um, and uh, I don't take it as, a, as an insult. And I don't know if Zach said it or not. I just know that he doesn't get enough, uh, uh, you know, advertising uh, in the, the podcast space. Not at all. <laughs> No, but I, I, I do get exactly what you're talking about, uh, Hellboy versus uh, Jim Lee. It, it seems a little bit like Frank Miller. I and mean, if you look at the yeah, absolutely. Stuff, it, it's a completely different style. And it's it's also a perfect style. It's just a stylistic choice. And it doesn't have to be exactly what uh, if you look at what Jim Lee does, it looks very much exactly like you would anticipate the ideal comic book artist to be. But that doesn't mean every comic book artist has to be like that. Right. But and at the same time, uh, the amount of effort going between the two. Now, I'm not saying Jim Lee doesn't spend more time than Mignola on something. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is there's actually much more time and thought that goes into the way he Mignola crafts the simplicity. Um, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm just, yeah, I'm just using less lines. Not being lazy. It takes less yeah. time. It's yeah. not quite that way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, one of my final questions, we've talked a lot about video games tonight and I don't know if you've ever listened to us before, but Scott and I really do enjoy video games and think that the platform would lend, lend well to, to pinball. If you could pick one video game license that you could do the artwork for pinball, 
doesn't matter how obscure or how mainstream it is. What would you pick to do for pinball? <laughs> See, I have a terrible answer to that. Uh, Let's hear a, it. A really terrible answer to that that people are will probably hate me for. Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Now that would be awesome. I I think it's like the perfect pinball uh crossover franchise in my opinion oh, yeah. the idea of combos the idea of stringing things together obviously rails uh let's uh let's give it to keith ellen anyway um yes uh, <laughs> i think uh in my opinion especially the soundtrack everything about it um is perfect and i've actually been talking about that so much because obviously the the hd uh uh you know tony hawk one and two remake came out and i've been playing the heck out of it um pretending like i i'm a i'm a young lad again uh and uh, by the way i'm not nearly as good as i used to be i'm not saying i'm bad but for crying out loud like uh has something changed because my timing on uh reverts just i don't know something's weird anyway um sorry uh it just uh, something's off uh but um <laughs> but i love it and i don't care uh also some of those new tracks on the soundtrack who cares for those let's turn those off right um uh i i miss the old soundtracks but um but yeah that would be my answer um i i, I could give other answers um but i think in my opinion in my head that's the perfect fit okay could you please could you please promise me that you're gonna put some weird mustache on there like skateball so you can put uh, Tony Hawk oh. with with that with, with that comb you know that that comb mustache that for some reason the dude's like 45 on skateball it, it, the art is is fantastically weird so you're saying we should remake that one I, I'm, I'm with you yeah well <laughs> put Tony Hawk but have have that weird handlebar mustache or something. Oh, no, I was going to say, no, I, I completely agree. See, and I think, and, and this is why I think your idea is genius on this one. Uh, I just introduced my son to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater because I have it on my Xbox 360. I downloaded it for whatever it was, 10 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he has been so addicted to that game, the idea of all these combos and everything like that. But also, and this is this is selfish on my part, this is probably the closest we'll ever get a ska song into a pinball machine. Oh my god! So let's get some drop the ska. Let's get some it, it's, it's the worst music ever. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh it's what a twelve-year-old. It's the music it's that a twelve-year-old had goes in his head while he gets an extra mozzarella stick with his with his combo. Man. Okay, are you gonna have him like do an Aquabats theme now? Hey, you said it. I'm just. Your genius is bringing this up. I'm I'm just gonna back it. So hey, can can I just tell you the Aquabats follow me on Instagram? Okay, that's listen. I'm big. I'm big. Anyway, yes. um, <laughs> I remember the day that I I found that out, uh, and I went what? <laughs> anyway, um, uh, uh, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, listen, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I think, I think it would, uh, make, make perfect sense. I, I, I do have, uh, one other, um, potential candidate, uh, that, that I'm, I'm not ready to reveal yet that I, I have an idea on and an angle on it that I actually do want to pitch to someone, uh, at Stern, um, because I'm, I do think it has legs and I do think it's, it's something that could be done, but, and I'm not saying Tony Hawk doesn't either. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, I don't know that. I don't know that anyone's interested in that other than me. We, we might've missed the window with the HD remake coming out. Like I think month. so. I think so. Yeah, but he's, Hey, he's you've got, I've got my vote right now. Yeah. yeah. He's 
Toji. Oh, I you was read my mind. Um, no, no, not not Toji. <laughs> I was actually thinking Alex the Kid when you said no one's gonna like this, and I'm like, what? Like, because I grew up on Alex the Kid from the original. I love Genesis. Alex Kid. Yes. Absolutely. No, no, so. no. What about the the classic Atari um, that that will always be the best game they have ever made? E.T. Uh, there you go. That's not bad. Hey, uh, the playfield could just have lots of pits. Uh, the ball just falls down in pits. Right, because they they went and uh, the game was so bad, they buried it. That's the best part of the story. Like, it was so bad, they went out in the middle of nowhere and buried all the extra games that no one bought. Well, it's ironic, too, because that was part of the gameplay. Like, he literally would constantly fall down in these 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 little holes and then, you know, get get a Reese's Pieces and then get, whatever. Uh, what a terrible game. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the wizard mode is uh you're burying all the games you're out burying there. It. you're collecting all the games to a race that was ever made yeah it, it'd be like diamond collect on congo you're just collecting one after another after another just to <laughs> stick it in a pit <laughs> i like the way you guys think uh do you want to start a pinball uh, company i have an idea for uh uh specialized legs we'll start there yes you know what, okay let's start there so you know eight legs it wants to be eight legs that's what whoa 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 i was going with six eight that's brilliant octo legged <laughs> oh ouch ouch that, oh that sounds like a james bonds reference but i'm yeah, gonna I'll, move on now <laughs> i've read those um <laughs> Oh, uh, thank you, Austin Powers, for ruining my future or my my love for James Bond. So, yeah, no kidding. No, no. <laughs> All right, well, um, I'm going to wrap this up. You know, you've been awesome, Mister Jeremy Packard or Zombie Yeti. I don't know what you prefer, honestly. Well, I I prefer I I have no preference. I think Jeremy Packer is a boring name. Um, uh, but I think uh, Zombie Yeti uh sounds dumb too so i don't know whatever i don't care okay i i, I will say I, I was on vacation over the weekend and we watched uh all the hotel transylvania movies and in the second one when uh he okay this is out of left field when they're thinking about moving to california they're like yeah we have a lot of mixed couples i inv invited some in the neighborhood and it comes in is like and this is uh, this is Melissa or whatever her name was, and she's married to a werewolf. And the guy's looking at her like, "What?" <laughs> Immediately, I thought that's Zombie Yeti right there. <laughs> so, for, first off, for clarification, you have children, right? That's why you were watching those. I do, yes, I do. I have three children. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I do too. I do too. And so I've I I watch a lot of things that are questionable uh, in that very same way. No, those aren't those aren't bad. I actually I love Gendy Tartakovsky who who did those films. So uh, regardless of anything, um, I can't I can't hate them because of uh, his wonderful animation. Which by the way, speaking of video games, uh, quick plug: uh, the uh, the Samurai Jack game that just came out. Uh, he actually helped work on. It. It's actually worth playing. I, I'm really? surprised. Yeah, what I'm is that? I, I have that. no idea about that game. Yeah, it's, I, I know. And it's on every platform. I think you, you, it's probably on, on your phone. Uh, but no, I played it on uh, Xbox uh, uh, and, and, and I loved it. Uh, I couldn't stop playing it. Uh, it was bizarre. Are you addicted to Among Us like everyone else is right now, too? Oh, my kids are playing. They were playing that. My, my kids. Oh, my yeah, God. My kids do it for me. Like I. I love the memes. Uh, I love, <laughs> um, and I and I like uh, watching. But no, I I have not actually played myself yet. I'm telling you, we we got to get an Among Us night together, and uh, I'll see who oh, the I'll imposter is. It's it's yeah. gonna be a hoot. So yeah, I'll do that. see, I 
I'm too busy stuck with like the NES, the uh, the NES where it's like uh, I'll play Contra, but only if I can use the code for 30 people because uh, there's zero chance I'm going to play that game. See, yeah, we're, the kids are spoiled nowadays. Games are too easy. Yeah, they, they yes. don't remember how hard those games were. Like, do you remember trying to play Ghosts and Goblins for the first time? You want to know you, something? You lasted I, like seven seconds. I did you ever? I uh, Ghouls and Ghosts for Sega Genesis. I'm sure you remember that one. The the, uh, uh, the sequel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I could play that game. And keep in mind, you have to go through the game twice to beat it. I could play that game uh, and actually go through it and beat it with without any cheating whatsoever. Um, that's how lonely of a child I was. Anyway. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I actually sought out the hardest game ever made, the one that was voted the very hardest game ever made, which is Battletoads oh, on the yeah. NES. Yep. And I, I dedicated myself to make sure I could beat that game, and I finally did. And whoever made that game, the first three levels are fun. The rest, the, the dude needs to be punched in the nose because that was just a ridiculously hard See, game. See, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with a punch. <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of which, see, I'm now I'm giving myself away here. I'm just getting us distracted from leaving. Um, uh, they just re did a brand new Battletoads game on Xbox. Yes. Um, I know a lot of people. It, this is a not a popular opinion. It's it's actually enjoyable to play through. It, it's not something awesome. you would ever go back to. Um, okay. but it's it's it breaks up the gameplay. It's not terrible. The style of it. Uh, obviously, I like uh, bright uh, and saturated uh, colors, uh, so, so it was like eye candy to me. Um, it's not terribly funny, but there's like one joke in it where I go, boy, I wish all the humor was like that. Um, but uh, but it's if you like Battletoads, uh, you'll love this because um, you it, you can't fail at it. It's it's made for the 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 kids nowadays. See, and I'm going back through Super Mario 64 right now because it got re-released for the Switch. Yep. And yep. holy crap, I don't... When did that game become so hard? I remember as a child, it was a cakewalk, and now... Okay, you, you had a lot yeah. more time on your hands. No, as a, as no, a I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you what it is. This is... And by Camera the way, angles. <laughs> no, it, it has everything to do with the N64 controller and the fact that that analog stick was a higher... Uh, height than analog sticks are nowadays so so you had a little more control and it actually had uh crevices to lock into specific places and the camera would would turn so you could always get the camera perfectly behind and actually get perfectly going forward backwards or to to different degrees uh in yes. between so i personally i'm telling you that's what it is because i played it on uh uh a super nintendo or super nintendo 64 uh uh not not long ago and that's the difference that's what's making it harder for you because you can pretty much just sort of meander wherever you want and you don't have quite the the sensitivity from uh a stop to to a run gotcha okay josh uh, i'm sorry i'm a nerd Buy it and no, over hey, we're and, nerds too. Hey, we have an I I have a Nintendo sixty four still uh, in my house, and so just get the game and bring it over, and we'll figure out how to play it. There you I've go. got my N sixty four as well. We'll we'll do a, a game night. I've also got my old NES, and if you want to play Battletoads on the old NES, I got it. So. I don't think I have that. I, I I do have the Game Genie though, and I, and I bought like ninety games when they were like three bucks each back in the early days. So yes. smart, yeah. You, those those 90 games are now worth at least 
$90. Exactly. $92 with inflation. <laughs> yes. No, no. Actually, you, you've probably got some gems in there. Trust me. That's... Uh... But anyway, uh, no, I, I listen, I appreciate it. You guys uh, were fantastic uh, and you made me feel good. Um, I will probably go to bed tonight um, without crying. Uh, this is the first. Um, no, I'm, I'm joking. Uh, no no listen, blisters I, on the hands from working so hard. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. No, no, no. I, I, no, listen, I, I thank uh, you guys. I thank the pinball community. Uh, for uh, allowing me to keep doing this. And obviously, uh, I thank the overlords at Stern who continue to trust me um, and let me work. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to do it a few more times. And hopefully, uh, I won't have games releasing back-to-back ever again. Well, well, I'm hoping your game is coming to my house next week. So that's the plan. So I oh, hope so, too, because awesome. I'm going to claim I'm sick and go to Scott's house. So that way, I can skip work and get to play the new Avengers. That'd be awesome. Oh, you'll love it. You'll absolutely love it. And, and not because of the artwork. Except that that middle ramp on Turtles, I think, was designed by Satan. I cannot hit it. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, there's a, there's a time. So, uh, well, I'll tell you the inside baseball John Borg told me. He said, uh, he said turn uh, the flipper power up all the way because it's not by default. So, because he likes to just jam it up in there, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's his whole thing. I, I don't do that. I actually. Uh, I have a, a, a thing where I I think it intentionally has to be a combo shot to get it up. So like I'll I'll basically do the crane combo, and with the speed coming around the second time, uh, that's the only way I can get get the power to get it up there. But I'm get, I'm I'm pretty I, I'm pretty consistent. I think. Oh geez, I, I it, it is dumb luck if I hit that shot. And it, it's, really it's crazy. Oh yeah, and, and I'm chimp flipping it. I'm trying to hit it as much as like it just no. And, and what I do is, and when I launch, I actually ha- do like the the second stage. So I push it in, so the lower flipper is activated, and the other one's yep. not. And so I just wait and I try to hit it. And, uh, it's just so hard. Don't don't just just don't even do the second stage thing. Just just bang that thing like literally as it's coming around from a a full launch. um, It's it's you want to hit it right right about the timing is just when it's it's passing uh, over the flipper so that you're hitting it right on the tip and it'll work every time. Like like it's at least at the it you know I I think I've got mine adjusted uh uh correctly. Uh <laughs> it seems it seems to work for me every time. It's just a matter of of being just a hair too fast or too slow if it doesn't happen, but but you know the shot that kills me and, and this is this is mind-numbing is uh is actually the the pizza parlor shot. For some oh. reason, for some reason I I have to hit that from the left flipper and actually bounce it off of the pizza target uh, to send it off there. Yeah, yeah, Ben shot the, it in. Yeah, yeah, which is the stupidest thing ever. I don't know why that shot gives me trouble, but it does. I I always seem I can't hit it under pressure. All of a sudden I'm rattling around and I'm hitting. Oh, I no, listen, yeah. I can't play under pressure. I could not do. Con- I was watching the uh, the stern uh uh tmnt uh you know little mini competition thing the other week which by the way was fantastic um and i'm watching them you know do these little tiny challenges and i'm going holy crap i could do that one just as fast or faster and then i go oh wait a minute but not if i had to do it on demand (laughs) like like it wouldn't happen at all uh i couldn't do it so if if someone wants to get a hold of you jeremy where where do you want to be uh chatted at i guess 
I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I'm terrible. Just leave a comment uh, comment on your Facebook. Postcard. Uh, you know, in, yeah, postcard. Uh, Instagram, uh, my Instagram, which is just, you know, Zombie Yeti. Uh, or or uh, Facebook, uh, Zombie Yeti also, uh, or whatever. Like, those are the easiest places. Uh, but I'm really bad about uh, messages. So, like, post on, like, an actual, like, like post or whatever, or, or comment on an actual post and say that you messaged me, and then I'll look for it. <laughs> There you go. I'm terrible. And Scott, where can they find us? Uh, actually, um, the easiest place is to to message either of us on Facebook or uh, Loser Kid Pinball. Uh, we also have an email, Josh, that goes to Josh. What is it? Loser Kid Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. All right. And um, oh, lastly, let's. Yeah, well, I I'm sorry, I I'm, I apologize. I want to add one thing. Let's not forget about uh, go. If you need a pinball machine, go to Flipping Out. Uh, <laughs> talk to Zach Meany at Flipping Out. Oh man, I totally forgot to talk about that. <laughs> hey, hey, and we uh, as uh, any special, very special guest. Uh, it's a very special episode. Uh, we uh, will send you out a hat, and we do have some. We haven't been pushing them lately, but we do have. Hats and beanies, and it's getting to be winter season. So uh, if you're interested, contact us, and we can get you one of those boss hats or beanies out. And uh, I'll, I'll throw a grab bag of stickers in there because I've been uh, getting them from Sticker Mule because they're cheap and fun. So, so, sticker, so I want to go to Sticker Robot. Anyway, go on. No, I, it, Sticker Mule's fine. No, uh, um, I, I will return the favor. I've got goodies. Nice. Awesome. I want to end it on one thing. This is I, I want me a 30-second answer. Good you got to pick between yeah. <laughs> you got to pick between your two children, Avengers or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by the Golden Standard. Which one are you giving the Twippy this year? Oh Lord, I, I man, I'm not neither. I, neither. I, I, it's gonna go to something else. I I don't I don't know. I listen. I don't care. No, no. I'm, I'm not saying if <laughs> if it goes to something else. If you had to pick, if you if you oh, had to pick between the two projects, yes. If you had to pick between the two projects, which one are you giving it to? Oh geez, I can't. I can't. That's like asking, like, which one? Of you, which one of you? Uh, your kids is your favorite. My middle kid. Oh, oh, he's got a choice. <laughs> Awful. Well, okay, okay, okay. He's actually not my favorite kid, but I know, like, when I'm in a what? retirement center, he's the one who's going to come and take care of me. So he's my sweetest kid. <laughs> my other ones would be like, whatever, Dad. Peace out. That poor kid. Now what, he, a, what a wonderful note. So you doubled down on on just, first off, you picked a kid, then you doubled down and said, no, he's not my favorite. See, that's uh, No, terrible. no, I, no. What I said is that I don't have a favorite kid, but he's the one who's going to take care of me. Oh, okay. That's better. I'm sorry. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to put words in your mouth. Uh, oh, that is a wonderful note. We're going to end it there. Thank you so much, Zombie Yeti, for coming on. We really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come hang out with some schmucks like us. Uh, Would you believe again. I was working the whole time? But go on, yes. Yes, I, I believe <laughs> nonstop. It's, it's 11 o'clock where you're at, and you're still just penciling away on the next project. Well, it's yeah. the Tony Hawk re-theme. We all know. Oh, yeah, hey, yeah. it's just a pitch. No, I'm uh, No, it's not, it's not that. I wish it was. You, well, you've got us both sold, so. Okay, good, good. Oh, and by the way, uh, could you guys uh, possibly get, like, a certified letter talking about all that stuff about uh, I should be paid lots of money and junk like that? Could you get that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we have a lot of sway with Stern. Sure, absolutely. I'm well, listen, I'm well taken care of. Stern's very kind to me. Otherwise, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be. No, no, they're, they're very kind to me. 
Very nice. <laughs> well, thank you again for coming on. 